0: Michelle's a
1: just ridiculous Star Wars fan. I will
2: not let anybody taint me.
1: Undulate with your arms out on your side.
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is episode number 20. This is a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. During the off-season, what we're going to do is talk about what news we have of Battlestar Galactica, and then we're going to segue into other material. Today we're going to be talking about Stargate and Star Wars. I am Brian, and with me today is... Dimitri. Michelle. Jason's not with us today, but we will forge on. We have a website, galacticaquorum.com, and an email for you to reach us, gquorum at gmail.com. That's spelled G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. And there is a voicemail if you'd like to leave us a message, a comment or a question, 206-2020-BSG. On our website, we have forums. We have a frapper map. It's linked from the top under the Dreadus link. And we have a tip jar if you'd like to throw us a buck or two. Uh, I'd like to plug our forums just one more time because uh, we have a nice discussion going on there with some of our regular listeners. And we talk about not only just Battlestar, but other sci-fi shows as well.
2: And I'm in there daily.
0: <laughs> yeah. You will get a response. Some news regarding cons. There is a show in Toronto. Polaris 21 is July 6th through the 8th. That is going to feature Katie Sackhoff. And there is a con in Baltimore, July 13th to 15th, called Shore Leave. That one will have Aaron Douglas. And the added bonus, that...
2: That will be there.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: Well, Brian and I will be there.
0: That's the plan, right? We plan to show up, and uh, so if there's anybody that's in the area... uh, Come visit our booth, forty-three.
2: We don't have a booth. We'll be wandering around chatting.
0: Right. Wearing a Muffet costume.
2: No. (laughs) Brian might be, but uh, no.
0: (laughs) I mentioned our voicemail. We have a couple voicemails for you today. The first one, well, I'll
3: just play it. God, but I gotta get a life. It's 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm calling the Galactica Quorum. So, hey guys, how you doing? I live in Seattle, too uh I post under BSG Seattle on the forum. And I'm listening to the podcast, actually listening to a lot of the uh podcasts, uh because actually I'm doing a podcast. Uh, this is gonna be interesting. So I figured I'd just give you guys a shout out. Uh, I said B S G Seattle is uh is my handle, so to say. And uh yeah, you guys, you know, it's it's fun listening, to you guys. I get a laugh out of it good work and I heard you uh, I'm listening I am on episode 17 I'm about to listen to episode 17 and I heard you guys crying about your underused voicemail so I figured I'd give you a ring again you know thanks for for bringing us the podcast and uh, good luck bye so okay I think we have our
0: first drunk dialer (laughs) (laughs) booty call yeah (laughs) But, yeah, well, thank you for calling in. We were, I don't know. Were we actually whining and crying about voicemails? Probably, yes, we were.
2: Yeah, we might have been. But look what it got us. But Alex called
0: in. Alex Ponovic. Uh, he played Sergeant Fisher. And played because if you're wondering who the character actually was, he was in a couple episodes. He was in the boxing episode, and he was in the Rapture episode. Probably his claim to fame will be that his face got blown off. He lost his mind. <laughs> he lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> All over over D, so... He called in, and we, we thank him again for calling in. And again, his movie is called Taming Tammy, one more plug for that. As far as the our voicemail, you know, it's off-season, and when there's not a show, one of the things that makes us really want to do a show is when we get a new voicemail, it's like an incentive to want to play it so other people can hear it. So
1: yeah, It's like having a, having a dialogue with the fifth quorum member.
2: Exactly. We love commenting on what people call in and talk about, because a lot of our listeners have some really good comments.
0: And speaking of which, here's one more voicemail from second-time caller Amanda.
3: Hey, Galactical Quorum. This is Amanda from Pennsylvania again. And a quick comment, actually, more of a question. Now, in Crossroads Part 2 with Rosalind, not only is she taking Kamala, but she's also obviously taking the Galactica version of the chemotherapy. Now, my thing is, is she later on in Season 4 going to take more doses of Harris blood? And if she does do that, will she forcibly take it from the child? Or will she go and ask permission from Kilo and Sharon saying, hey, can I have more doses of your child's blood? Now, if that happens, do you think Kilo and Sharon should do it? Because if you think about it from their point of view, she's the one that took their kid. Now, honest to God, I would be hell no, but you never know. You see, they always like to keep you on your toes. Well, let me know what you think about that, and can't wait for the next podcast. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: And that's a good point about Rosalind, because actually one of the things that was in the Ron Moore podcast, when he talked about some missing scenes or deleted scenes from the Crossroads episodes, there was the scene in which Rosalind is walking back to her seat in the courtroom, and you might have wondered at the time what is besides her being late why was she late but there was a scene that was cut with her and sharon that was in the restroom and where they meet each other and have a little mini stare off i think it was scripted i don't remember if he actually said it if it was filmed this way but sharon says something to the effect of you're alive because of because of me or i I forget the exact verbiage do you remember? You listen to the podcast. Do you remember?
2: It was probably something like she was alive just because of Hera and just making reference to the whole blood thing, cancer and cancer.
0: They had addressed, at least in the writer's room, they had tried to come up with some means of how will they reconcile their whatever relationship they have in the future. Now, are they going to just let her come within a mile of Hera again without there being some sort of conciliatory gesture? I don't know. I
2: don't think, I personally do not think that Sharon is going to, like, willingly let her have Hera's blood. And if she does willingly let her have it, I think it'll be because of their little shared vision thing going on. Maybe they're getting closer because of it.
1: Well, the government doesn't, you don't need to willingly give anything. I mean, if the president needs something and it's in the better serve the uh, nation, even though they don't actually have whatever the nation, then the blood will be gotten. She didn't have to get her permission.
2: That's a load of crap.
1: No, it isn't. I mean, in this country, if your farm or your land or whatever happens to be in the way of a planned highway and you don't want to sell, they'll take it from you. Yeah. They'll ask you nicely, but if you don't give it and it's... It's called eminent domain. Yes. If it's a benefit to the nation, they'll try to buy it from you. But if you don't give it up, you know, nicely, they're going to take it from you. I mean, I'm not saying that she's going to take Hera, but, you know, she could take Hera and say, you know, this is the way it is. And then second, you know, we have sperm donors here, and so guys give up... In their- this room? Yeah. <laughs> and they, guys give up their, uh, their seeds so that, you know, whatever, they don't really care who gets to use it later in life for whatever purposes. So couldn't they get sperm donors somewhere and capture some sixes, some boomers, whatever, inseminate them, maybe if not go all the way with the babies, do the stem cell thing... Or some other Battlestar Galactica sci-fi, science fiction, science, biology stuff, and make a serum.
2: But do they need Hera though? Could they use Nikki now?
0: Well, they don't know about Nikki. Well, who knows about Nikki other than the chief?
2: Other than chief, yeah, this is true. But I'm just saying, if they happen to reveal that Nikki is most likely a hybrid, I mean, could they use Nikki?
0: Potentially, so he says
1: yes.
2: Okay.
0: I think the Nikki thing, I think one of the reasons they might have made Chief a Cylon is just for the express purpose of having a male and female hybrid child. So that this would be like, that is a way of them having kind of almost Adam and Eve figure of like the next cycle, you know, it's either symbolically or maybe not symbolically.
1: There's that, but then there's Boomer is the female as a Cylon and she had a kid. And so then this is the other way around. It answers the question, can male Cylons inseminate? Human women, and so then, then that would be a yes. Yeah, Although, but, but again, they're they're
0: different. They're different. Yeah. They're, I don't even think he's like the glowing spine version of a Cylon.
2: I still think they're hybrids.
0: Yeah,
1: I just if he, if he is indeed a Cylon, mm-hmm. then their baby shows that mm-hmm. male Cylons can do it as well. Even though they might be different types of Cylons, there's still a Cylon, and therefore, a genetically engineered human, which a Cylon is, can have uh, relations with a human human and make a human so if that's true shouldn't female and male cylons be able to breed if a male cylon can breed with a female and a female cylon can man with a mate with a male and they both have babies why can't a cylon breed with a cylon
0: because they're not final five versions so What?
2: final five versions final five versions are physiologically completely
0: version. different and to me that's my opinion I mean it could be wrong but I just think they're...
1: So if a final five mates with a uh, top seven,
0: then they can have a child. It's a guess, but I'd say yes. They had all those experiments with the farm episode where they had Starbuck in there. They had probably not just women, they probably had men as well. They, they wouldn't have just taken half of a, an experiment and said, we'll just try it on the women. They probably took the men as well and probably tried that little trick. And nothing came of it that we know of. You know, I bet you the men in that experiment on the planet... They're more compliant, sure. They're much more (laughs)
1: compliant. Yeah. All right, you guys uh, mate with six. Uh, Okay. (laughs) How many times?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Let's move on to email. We got an email from Ed regarding our news item last time about the Beyond the Red Line game. He doesn't seem to think it was as, as complicated as you did, but.
2: But Dimitri doesn't necessarily game. He's all
1: not the a gamer, time. so. I don't game anything. I uh, occasionally go over to my friend Brian's house and play the <laughs> Xbox, but that's a joystick, but game keyboard pad. games. More power to him. Yeah. If he can do it, maybe we can get together and he can play with me. <laughs>
2: okay, then you cut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had no other way of saying it. <laughs> There's no other way of saying it, all oh, you perverted people. <laughs>
0: So he does have a little story about playing the game, which we'll convey. He writes, My first time playing the last mission, I ran out of ammo when I got jumped by Scar. Refusing to restart the game, I jinked and turned like my life depended on it, hugging the big asteroid and even ducking into a cave, and fled back to my two wingmen who were guarding the mining ship. There I told them to cover me, and they took out Scar. That sounds like episodic, doesn't it? That sounds
1: fantastic.
2: Yeah.
0: That actually sounds really good. Yeah. I
2: would have liked to have seen video of that.
0: Then we got a email from Clucky, who's become our official fanfic reporter. And she writes us about a community on LiveJournal that is writing some fanfic with some alternate timelines and what-ifs. With the show Zig, they are taking an approach where the show had zagged. And here she writes at community.livejournal.com slash so say we all. And those are with underscores between the words. The link will be on our website, the show notes. Several writers are attempting to take the series in a whole new direction, starting before Season 3. This fix spends more time setting up the Resistance, consequences of suicide bombings, Jammers' change of mind, the fleet situation, and it has Kane leading the violent Resistance with Ty, and that's only the beginning of the awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Also, you need to understand this isn't fandom bitching that, oh my god, Kara and Lee should totally be having babies and that whore D should die! Exclamation point. It's more like the people wouldn't like losing power for a month, how would they respond to the bombings? What would really make a member of the colonial fleet turn traitor? And wouldn't Zarek be doing something if he were able? So I like that idea that alternate timelines. Um, I like
2: that too. I have to go over there and read that stuff.
0: <laughs> but as far as alternate stories goes, yeah, I would kind of dig that. Even after season three, like to me, it would be really intriguing. What if the virus storyline had continued? Yeah, I think we all sort of create missed. a
1: bio-weapon or something.
0: Yeah, that that could have been just totally a different direction for the show. Really a big one. At the end of season three, there's they call the episode Crossroads, and it really is Crossroads because they're totally going to somewhere else. But what if the final five were not Tyrell, tie, Ty, etc. That's like a whole new direction you could take. Lastly we have an email from Brett from Alberta about the topic they just won't die. Dimitri's essay about the galaxy and the astronomical distances. I know. I won't. I will not read it. I will post it on our forums. He actually went and uh, has very detailed calculations. It's like the Zapruder film, it's like broken down, very detailed, and he actually has a a graphic. So I will post that on our forum. I would
2: have thought Dimitri's subject would just keep going and going (laughs) and
1: going. Well, I'm glad I sparked. so much interest and uh, conversation and thought.
2: He made a controversial statement. That's what you did.
1: I sat on the toilet too long. I think that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> too much thinking.
0: As far as uh, new BSG material, there's not much, although there were three new commentaries that came out on the sci fi website. They had Mark Shepard, who plays Roma Lampkin, he commentated on the last three episodes of the season. And the, uh, I believe it was Sun Also Rises episode, he was joined by the writer of the episode. And it was different from the Ron Moore ones. It's good to hear a different approach from an actor and, and a writer, although sometimes Moore does write some of the episodes. But the subsequent ones with Crossroads Part 1 and 2, where it was Mark Shepard solo, I didn't really get much out of those at all. I
2: he didn't say, I mean, he said a lot, but he there was a lot of pausing. You know what I was listening to the Doctor Who podcast and they had some really long pauses. I literally thought my thing shut off. I'm like did I pause it? What's going on? And it was still good. they had some long dead silence.
0: Yeah, the kiss of death is when they're like they just say out of nowhere, "Oh, I'm so wrapped up in watching this, I'm being quiet, but" Uh,
2: yeah, if you're going to do a running commentary in a show, you're not supposed to be quiet. Yeah, you're supposed to be commenting on almost everything that's going on.
0: But not to slag Mark Shepard. I know
2: he did a good job.
0: There was actually some things that from his commentary which were interesting to me that he was saying that this is one of the most interesting roles that he's played, which is you know he's been in Firefly, he's been in uh, Medium, Medium, and he's gotten a lot of response over this, and there's a lot of speculation if you'll be back or not. And
1: well, you know what? Also, when we did that episode with our uh, spouses at Brian's house, the idea there was to have a, a running commentary, and we couldn't do it either. And because it was a
2: bad episode.
1: <laughs> That's true. But whatever. Well, whether it's a bad episode or not, we should have been true. talking about it being bad, right? No,
2: I think more... So
1: I think, I think that these people, they're not professional disc jockey you know radio speakers either a person who's a director or an actor he's not trained to do that he's not going to be able to do it correctly so his version has got you know blanks
2: damn it here's the thing they've already seen the episode right. they already know what's going exactly. on we didn't know what's
1: going on
0: the reason ours was
1: well I'm not comparing him to us I'm just no, saying but- that you know yes they could probably do a better job but they're not trained in it right give but- him a hundred episodes and I'm sure towards you know later on he'll be doing a better job
0: yeah but that's true but again i'm not slagging him it's just there was some empty space and like when we did it live i knew beforehand that i would probably not be including 95 of it like it would just be like a few snippets here and there because we were seeing it and how do you how do you comment on something you're digesting mentally
2: you
1: know in ah. real
0: time so uh but yeah once you once you've seen an episode and you are familiar with it you can uh, comment Exactly. All the time.
2: Especially if you have like insides to what happened on the set while you were doing the scene.
0: I love to hear all the inside stuff.
2: I'm not knocking Mark Shepard because I think he did a good job. For being an actor and never doing a podcast before, I think he did a good job. There were a few little pauses, which is fine. The one that I am slagging is the other one that had had long pauses.
1: We're moving on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that wraps up our BSG content this week. So for those of you listening... On our BSG feed, we're now turning to the non-BSG channel. No, we're not. No, you're right. (laughs) Um,
1: Brian apologizes for being negative. What?
0: (laughs) Was I too negative in that segment? I don't know. Uh, What? Oh, okay. (laughs) Trying to be a little bit uh, more positive. So this week, we're going to discuss a couple shows or franchises. I guess the first one... Because it's timely as Star Wars, because they're having their 30th anniversary of the first movie.
2: It's Star Wars Day. It's Star Wars I'm Day. I'm so excited.
0: And I think one day we'll really devote a big show or a series of shows to Star Wars, because at one time I was the hugest Star Wars fan, and Michelle is a, is a just ridiculous Star Wars fan. I
2: will fan. not let anybody taint me. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I still really love Star Wars. I don't care about... All your comments and complaints, I still. Wait,
1: love wait, wait! It. I love Star Wars, but unlike Michelle, I don't make love
0: to Star Wars. <laughs> my love has some limits because I disavow the prequel movies. So, as far as the like the original Star Wars, do you remember seeing the first movie? Does that like, I mean, ring a I, bell?
1: I, I did see it in a the movie theater, and I remember seeing. I know that I saw it with my dad. I know I saw it in Albany, New York, but I don't actually remember. I've seen it so many times Mm -hmm. since then that I can't say that I remember seeing it there.
0: My first time I saw it, I guess it was 77, and I was thinking first grade. And I saw it with my parents my grandmother, and it was in Hampton, Virginia. And I was pretty young at the time, but it was still like, I was blown away. I remember getting really excited during the the final trench battle scene, and I was like,
1: what's going to happen? I actually found all of, not all, but I have all those like photograph storybooks. Mm-hmm. From back then, I one
2: don't of the one, the first time one of the
1: very first merchandise pieces.
2: I don't remember the first time I saw the movies. I'm sorry, I never.
1: You weren't born yet.
2: I never saw them in the theaters. Oh were you? How
1: old were you in '77?
2: I wasn't even born yet. See, I
1: was right. Oh, God,
2: I wasn't born until the following year. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> But even the, the other ones, I never saw them in the theater, but my cousin Kevin was so obsessed with Star Wars, and I'm sure he's the one that had me sit down and watch them.
0: So, they're having a big convention to mark the occasion. You have someone you know that's...
2: My friend been- John is there right now, and I'm completely, utterly, uberly jealous of him right now. And he sent me a few pictures last night, and I talked to him last night, and I was so jealous. <laughs> I'm, I'm upset that I had nothing to wear today that was Star Wars related.
1: And just to clarify that to our listeners, Michelle's not actually sitting next to us naked. She's wearing jeans and a shirt. Yeah. When she (laughs) says she had nothing to wear today.
2: (laughs) I had nothing Star Wars related to wear today.
0: Dimitri had a great idea for a costume to go to a con.
1: My costume idea was um, dress completely naked minus a little loincloth toga wrap around your uh, private's. Wear a gas mask and then carry a bottle of water, a spray bottle, and just spray yourself on your legs and arms and chest, and then just kind of undulate with your arms out on your side <laughs> and maybe up a little bit, and just undulate, kind of like a '70s stoner dancer. And then that would be Luke Skywalker in the uh,
0: in the in the boxed up chamber. In
1: yeah, the, yeah. After he got frozen, that
0: would be the best costume ever. <laughs>
1: I think the big part of that costume is the undulating. If you don't undulate, yeah, right, then it just doesn't make sense. It just won't yeah. make sense. But
0: yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I'll take a picture of myself and uh, post it to this weekend of what my costume is. That
0: would be the best. And I thought that that would have been the one Star Wars figure that they had never made, but it turns out I was wrong. Yeah, there actually there's, a, there's an action
2: figure.
1: There actually is
0: or, an action figure or a set that has him. Although what you would do with that, I have no idea. Other than keep it on your bookshelf. like
2: I believe it was Shrek who said that he had on our forums, he actually had that action figure. Yeah,
0: I mean, God. <laughs> they literally must have an intern or someone who at one point went through every movie and wrote down every every character and every variance of what they were doing. Like, okay, he's wearing his coat in this scene. He's not wearing it in this scene. He's wearing a glove in this hand, but not, not in this scene. He had, he's wearing a hat. He's got dust on his face. He's yeah. got dust in his face. <laughs> I was pretty excited that earlier this week. I found a really cheap version of the Xbox 360 Lego Star Wars game. I got it for like 15 bucks. I was pretty excited. But it turns out that they're coming out with a omnibus edition that's going to be Lego Star Wars, the complete trilogy. It's going to have both games Sweet. with online play. Sweet! Yes. <laughs> and it's going to have play. a few new levels and things like that. It's going to come out in the fall. So I don't have too much buyer's remorse about getting a really cheap version of the current game.
2: Hey, now we can play together.
0: That would, Yes, we can. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I like to watch. <laughs> well, we can play. Like, when Dimitri comes over, we've played co-op, but they don't have Xbox Live play with yeah, the, the current game.
2: Yeah, I love doing Xbox Live play.
0: Well, we can devote another show at another time to Star Wars. I mean, like I said before, it's Star Wars is just huge, and it's its own empire. No pun intended.
2: And once I get some pictures from the convention, I'll start posting them on the forums,
0: it's yes, forums, forums, plug, plug. <laughs> We're not just a podcast. We are a source for all kinds of other stuff. That's right. Let's move on to another sci-fi franchise. This one is Stargate. Now, you guys are watching the current season, and... I never really got involved watching Stargate, so I, a couple months ago, put the Stargate discs in my queue, and I've been watching season one, so I'm way behind. The storylines are completely resolved or different by now. And it's funny, because if I was to watch a current episode now, I think it would almost seem like a different show. Correct me if I'm wrong, but just looking at the show then, just the production values, they look very 1990s.
1: I'm not going to give anything away story-wise, but... Things changed. For instance, you know, people aged. But the younger actors, you can't really tell they're aging much. Jack, he aged, you know, more and got a little heavier. I don't think so. From the first first season to now? he's
2: more mature.
1: Okay, whatever. (laughs) He aged because people who are older age faster, you know, that you can see it. I actually enjoyed the different hairstyles. Like, Dr. Daniel Jackson's hair at the beginning was very similar to... Dr. Daniel Jackson's character's hair in the movie. What was yeah. that? What was that yeah. actor's name? Spader. Spader. Yeah, it's it's the exact same hair from like Sixteen right. Candles or yeah, I really Breakfast felt Club or something. <laughs> like his uh, performance. Know, he was whatever eighties movies yeah. it was. It was the exact same hair. Yeah.
0: His performance in the pilot seemed to be like he was really trying to be a mimic of. He was yeah. of his, Like Spader's mannerisms as an actor. Well, watching it for me, coming from a completely no opinion of it because i haven't seen it before i saw the movies or the movie to me it it's like the spiritual successor to star trek because if you think about it they have this device that allows them to go to other planets and you got the women in slave garb a lot of the time and they're they're dressed in these old either roman or greek or viking type of cultures these costumes and that reminds me of the early original series but i'm mainly talking about star trek reminds me of that just a whole lot. It's almost like their Stargate is a warp drive. Where yeah. They go to this other culture and almost always they are the people that are arriving, the, the Stargate people. They're a superior, technologically superior, and the other culture is always less advanced by a huge degree. And they have like a prime directive where, oh, we're not supposed to interfere with their thing. And that was totally a Star Trek thing. Of course, they always do. Right. So. It's
1: human nature. <laughs> right.
0: And then just another Star trek type of thing. The Teal'c character reminds me just totally of Worf. He's yeah. He's like the dark-skinned, big, deep-throated guy who they'll say something and he'll be like, what is a, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, they'll have some where he's, he's kind of a funny...
1: What is a car? <laughs> yeah. so yeah, but like his character has progressed a lot. I'm sure he has. You know? But the
0: first season, yeah. uh, he was kind of a comic relief in some instances, like a Worf would have been yeah. where they needed some guy to, to play the straight man to some of Jack's funny yeah. bits. Yeah, right. And so the other thing I was surprised about was, you've mentioned before that uh, the original series, the first season or two, was on Showtime. Yep. And like if you watch the pilot, it's a two-hour episode, and they're going along, and it's very, it's PG, they're not, it looks like it could have been on UPN or whatever, and then all of a sudden, there's this one bit where Jackson's wife gets, (laughs) all of a sudden, there's like, stripped and... boobies (laughs) Bing, boobies, <laughs> and it's like, what? Where did this come from? You it, know what? I think totally I had that
2: reaction the first time I saw it. I was like, what? I thought this was sci-fi because
0: they were totally. There's like other women in that little slave pit harem that they had, where they had brought them up for this ceremony, and they had kind of done the tastefully shot thing where it, it looked like they could have been naked, but they they, were, they weren't shown to be. And I was like, okay, that, that's what this is going to be. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I like, ping! It's like, what? <laughs> so season one, I'm saying, all right, this could be interesting see what they're going to do in the rest of the episodes I've been through like eight or nine episodes now and it's like there's nary uh, not that I it needs it but there's they haven't shown anything they don't even curse I'm like shouldn't they are they throwing showtime just a holy shit once in a while would be just pretty realistic to me instead of by golly or you know, just whatever they say so I don't I maybe they just didn't get picked up until the like, last minute and they almost went and reshot this one thing for that, that booby shot I
1: think is the only booby shot
2: yeah it is that scene I think that's how they got guys to be really interested in the show. Mm. Like, we'll tease you with it the first episode and then not give you anything ever again. But you'll already be hooked on it. So what does it matter?
0: But so why didn't... They don't need nudity, but why not just throw in some mild profanity now and then? If you're going to be on Showtime, were they totally thinking of, well, we're going to syndicate this later? If that's the case, there's been plenty of shows where they went back and they either redubbed or they just did... I mean, if Sex and the City, for crying out loud, can be on Lifetime with different words and dialogue thrown in.
2: Maybe they just didn't want the show to be that way. No. Well, I mean, do you have to curse in everything you do?
0: You don't, but it doesn't have to be, like, totally gratuitous. You don't have to throw out the F-bombs all the time. But just once in a while, when you see this incredible stuff, you're going to be like,
2: See, oh. I like it. <laughs> I like it that way. I like that they don't cuss because I don't think you need it.
0: It depends. On- just imagine if Battlestar didn't have frack and they just just said something else. I don't think he needs it. I think they'd be fine without it. I think, I think
1: they need frac. They need like because something. Because it's a very raw and very grimy and yeah. life they're living. They need to have frac. They're in the military. Have you read any military people who don't use the word frack? I haven't actually, but <laughs> <laughs> they use the other word frack that we use no, all the time. No, I know.
2: I don't know. Personally, for Stargate, I think it, they don't need it. I think it's fine. I don't, yeah. I never even paid attention to it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I th- I'd just be curious when they made the move. I'm sure we can look it up on IMDb or something when they made the move from Showtime to sci-fi or whatever and that would probably be a, another point at which they would have said okay well obviously no we cannot do it anymore but so the current season wrap us up real fast uh, your impressions of it you go ahead and talk freely because you know I don't you I'm so far behind I'm not going to know what the hell you're talking about so go ahead and speak just for your
1: information there's a new uh a new enemy but Michelle's sad completely that it's ending. I'm in mourning. I'm upset that it's ending. No, I'm not upset it's ending. I'm kind of like, you know, bummed out that the show is ending. But right off the bat, I liked Atlantis and uh, I actually look forward to it now because I've grown to like the characters on Atlantis. I think that the evil doers in uh Stargate, I liked them. I mean, the two shows come up with really good Bad people.
2: I love what is Is she played a Nara on Firefly. Oh, I love Marina Beckren. Yeah, no, but she I can't remember her character name on Stargate, but yeah, she played a Nara on Firefly and she does such a good job on Stargate.
1: The actors themselves I mean, all the acting is a high quality, but just the characters of the evil people, like whole like their mantra and what they're trying to do and whatever, it's just so well thought out and it's really great how. They have this book, you know, their quote-unquote Bible. I just like how, you know, you you read it, and just like in our world, you can interpret a passage one way in a peaceful way, or you can just as easily interpret it in a harmful, explosive way. And they did that a couple episodes ago, and I was just like, yeah. You know, they really make you think. And then I like also how they've, just in general, at the beginning... Uh, the show. I mean, they had the ghouls and they had that the system lords and all that, all those bad guys. But I think the shows then were a little more lighthearted than they are now. They have lighthearted episodes, but the uh, the arc is pretty heavy. I think the, the maturity level of the show has gone up from the first.
2: But they still have a lot of fun.
1: They do. I mean, they, they have a lot of fun, and uh, clearly. But it seems that the realism of the violence and that sort of thing has, you know, kicked up. It's not just some guy gets shot and falls down. It's more real.
2: I would like to go in and like really critique or like really talk about the episodes. Like We need to do a podcast about Stargate. Go back, start from season one and go all <laughs> the way through. I'd be all about that. <laughs>
0: How long that would take?
2: It would take us 10 years. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Actually, no. What we're going to do, we don't have nine seasons to go through in the off-season. We don't have time to do that. But what we are going to do starting either next week or the following week is we're going to go through Firefly and go through a virtual season. We will start with the pilot episode. We'll go in the correct order, not the Fox aired order. We will do a synopsis and discussion of the episodes from 1 through 13 and then the movie as a big capper. And that should take us through, you know, the summer. Yeah. I guess that pretty much wraps up this episode then. Our website is galacticacorum.com. Our email is gquorum at gmail.com. And if you want to reach us via voicemail, 206-2020-BSG, or, again, you could send us an MP3 of a question and send that to our Gmail address as well. So until next time, see you later. Bye. So say we all. Where's Dimitri? He's in the bathroom resting.
2: Resting? What?
0: Because it's a restroom. I get it. Yeah.
2: Did you see the alarm sign on the bathroom? No. Someone put the emergency alarm sign oh, on no. the men's bathroom. The hazmat
0: sign? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> not good. Ladies and gentlemen.
1: You know, uh, on the men's bathroom door, mm-hmm. there's a sign that says, Do not enter door alarmed. Does it smell in there? Does now. (laughs) (laughs)